0: good everybody this is Saeed here bringing back the creative collision podcast yes I'm back it's been over a year since I've done this podcast I've been on a long hiatus long hiatus Um, a lot has changed over the past year a lot of things have changed a lot of things happened for me and uh, you know I just took a break it wasn't supposed to be this long of a break uh, to be honest but I took a step back from the podcasting world. Um, if anybody's listening still, you know, just a quick update on my life. I've uh, I bought a house. That was a big, big change, a big step forward in my life. Got a house now with me and my fiance. Um, I got engaged um, over this past year, and and a lot has changed. Um, a lot of good things. So I've still been wanting to do this. Uh, I just had to get situated, uh, moving out, getting a house, you know, getting settled in, you know, getting uh, everything situated there, and and uh, I've been, you know, still still wanting to do this. It's still a hobby of mine, still something something I enjoy doing, and um, something that I really like doing. I really loved doing this, and and um, if anybody's still still uh, subscribed. Uh, thank you for you know for staying subscribed <laughs> and uh, thank you for listening. So, hopefully, uh, there's still listeners out there and I can build back that uh, that base I had. Um, you know, last time I did this, you know, my podcast was always small and you know, uh, but it was growing, you know, I had a thousand downloads, uh, over a thousand downloads, and hopefully get back on the, the upswing. Now, now that I'm settled in and, and, uh, situated here, uh, it's time to bring this back. It, it's that time to bring this back in and, and provide this content again. Um, uh, for those that enjoyed it, you know, as always, I'm always going to talk about sports. I want to talk about music, movies, um, doing this solo mostly. Um, I will be solo, but hopefully I get to the point where I can get guests on here again. Um, and, and just provide some entertainment for you guys. So, just reintroducing myself, bringing myself back into the podcast world, and uh, um, yeah, just kick this off. This is going to be my first podcast of the year. The reintroduction of the Creative Collision Podcast. I'm still keeping the name, still keeping the brand. Um, so let's get into it. Okay, so my topics today, uh, reintroducing my podcast here. It's gonna be mostly about baseball, about sports on this uh, particular episode. Uh, we're in the middle of the summer right now, so it's mostly baseball. That's really the main sport that's going on. And uh, as you guys know, that to me in the past. I'm a huge Dodgers fan, and right now it's it's we're in the you know middle of the season. You know, where uh, where baseball is kind of. Uh, You know, going to the stretch run. You know, right now football is getting started. Actually, first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game with the Raiders, is on right now. Uh, But you know, not not much to talk about when it comes to preseason football. At least in my opinion, nothing to really look into uh, that much. Obviously, there's a lot going on with the Deshaun Watson stuff. Um, And then NBA's just kind of waiting for uh, for preseason to start in a couple couple months in October, or September, whenever the preseason starts. I think it's uh, October. But um, but baseball is king right now. Baseball is the, the sport right now. And, um, yeah, I'm going to talk about the Dodgers. But before I talk about that, uh, I am going to talk about uh, Vin Scully, who just recently passed away a day ago. And I'm going to share my thoughts on Vin Scully first uh, before I get into the rest of the podcast. Um, after my thoughts on Vin... I'll I'll talk about the Dodgers and the trade deadline, um, and everything that happened in baseball. So, let's get into it. Into my first topic here, pretty devastating news the other day that you know Hall of Fame, legendary uh, Dodgers broadcaster Vince Scully passed away at the age of ninety-four. And I'm just gonna share my my thoughts and kind of my experience listening to Vin growing up. So i you know the story is I think everybody can that's been in you know around my age and and older and even younger right he spans so many generations we all have a similar story uh this is the man we we just listened to growing up he was the comforting voice of the dodgers um as a kid you know you just grew up listening to his voice and telling him telling stories and for a lot of us, uh, that's how we learned baseball or learned a lot of the the, the little things about baseball. You know, um, you know, Vin Vin was the Dodgers announced for 67 years, uh, a record. So it's a a record that it's just remarkable to think about. 67 years doing one thing. You know, just just to like live that long is. It's you know it's a long pretty decent amount of time. But imagine doing that for for one job for sixty seven years and being great at it from the very beginning to the end. And um, the fact that he was kind of there, he's the number one Dodger from the very beginning because he was there from Jackie Robinson all the way till you know when he retired, which you know Clayton Kershaw is is the big. The big name up to that point of, for our Dodger legends, right? From Jackie to Kershaw and everybody in between, seeing Koufax, seeing, you know, um, just every everybody in the 80s, like Garvey and them, um, the 90s with like uh, Piazza, of course, and just spanning all those multiple generations um, was there for the very first championship the Dodgers won at 55 to, you know, got to. Uh, witnessed the 2020 World Series, um, he was there for everything, and he, he's my earliest memories of baseball, just my earliest memories of watching baseball is with Vin, you know, watching the Dodgers on TV, it, it's it, hearing his voice, that never changed, he had the same, the same voice all the way, all the way through and through, and, um you no, know, that's my earliest memories of uh, baseball, listening to baseball, watching it on TV, he he was a uh, just a man that you just gravitated towards what he was saying. He, if you had a you know, it doesn't matter how your day was going. Something about Vin and the way he talked, the way he spoke, just made it seem like he was always he was only talking to you, and that's a gift that he has and no one else has. I don't hear anybody else sounding like that in today's broadcasting world where you really feel like he's just speaking to you and he's like your friend and that's why it was so sad for a lot of us because we really felt like we knew him personally even though I've never met Vin and obviously most of us Dodger fans never met him but he was a grandfather to us because he he felt like he was family and it, it was sad at first it was sad but when you think about the life he lived and how he got to enjoy his life, it was, you you started to just realize, like, he just lived a great life and, and a life that, you know, anybody would die to, you know, anybody would love to live the life he had, you know, he, he has such, such, you know, a great, everybody loved him, you know, such a great, such a great life, and you know, there's you know things that happened that personally that that he had you know struggles that happened you know he thought he did lose like his first oldest son when he was 33 years old in a helicopter crash he lost his first wife hers So he you know not everything was life was perfect of course but the fact that he always he always just made you feel good and he was always from everything you hear about him and and everything you see he was always just a gentleman and and the nicest guy to everybody um, and there will never be another Vin it's it's just a one of a kind person and um, it was sad but uh, at the end of the day it, you know you're, you're you just realize how lucky you were to to have him to have him for all those years so those are my thoughts on Vin I just had to share that first before I get into uh, my my thoughts on the um, the Dodgers and the the trade deadline. So, um uh, yeah, that was just, those are my final thoughts. Uh, ben, our rest in peace, Vin Scully, RIP uh, to the to the greatest of all time. Okay, so the trade deadline just passed in baseball, and uh, obviously the big fish was Juan Soto. Uh, he ended up going to the Padres. Um, Padres basically gave up whatever um, whatever uh, the Nationals wanted. And you know, the Dodger fan, of course, we we wanted Juan Soto. I really wanted Juan Soto to get a 23 year old superstar that's like not even in the prime of his career yet, or you know, just barely entering his what is probably going to be like a 10 year prime for him, and already putting up these historic numbers. It's like the once in a once in a, I don't know every 10 years type of uh, type of player that's available, you know. And normally, like, a player like that doesn't become available with, like, two, over two years left of team control. You know, like, when the Dodgers traded for Mookie, Mookie's in that same class where he, you know, he was a generational player like Juan Soto. But uh, Mookie was 27, I think, when the Dodgers traded for him. Soto was 23. And then Mookie was in the last year of of, uh, arbitration. So he only had one year left of team control. This is way different, you know. When you think about Soto, two and a half years left. So this is crazy that that this guy even got traded to begin with. Which you know, two months ago would have been like uh, what the fuck type of like thing. Like really, Juan Soto getting traded with you know over two years left of his his contract or of of, of team control. So it's insane that he even got traded to begin with, but. Uh, it is what it is, you know, he, he went to the Padres, which is, you know, good for them, you know, as a, as a Dodger fan, he, of course, you wanted, you wanted to see him go with us, but the, the amount that, you know, the Padres were just more desperate than we were, you know, the Dodgers have the, the best record in baseball, uh, they're like 12 games ahead of the Padres, they're sitting comfortably in first place, they're, they don't need Hans Soto they just, you just figured like this is what the Dodgers do. We're gonna get if a player like that's available. We're gonna get him because that's kind of what you expect. So it was disappointing in that regard because you kind of expected the Dodgers to get him because that's just what the Dodgers do. <laughs> but when you, you know look back at it. Andrew Freeman is he's never been a one to blow up the farm system for for a guy you know uh, for one player and he's he's in my opinion the smartest the smartest uh uh gm even though he's his title is not a gm but you know he's he's the smartest gm in baseball for lack of a better term for his position I know he's the president of, of baseball operations but uh you know he's he runs that team and 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 Andrew Friedman we trust he's he's just he knows he knows what's right and he's not going to Blow up the the farm system for one guy, uh, especially if it doesn't. If it's something where it's not a desperate need for us, right? And that's the thing with with Soto. So the fact that he he went to the Padres just makes it just makes things a lot more interesting. Of course, the Padres did get a lot better. Uh, Tatis is supposed to come back soon, so it is it is it is a dangerous lineup. The lineup's pretty insane when you look at. At least the top half. I think the the as a whole, the for one through nine, the Dodgers still have a deeper lineup, especially when you dig into the options they're gonna have off the bench. Um, uh, but that you know the top four or five hitters are right there with the Dodgers, you know. You look at the Padres top top five hitters are gonna be you know, Tati, Soto, Machado, um uh, Josh Bell now. The fact that they even they got him too included in the trade. that's that's another, you know, that that was big for them too, underrated, underrated move, nobody talks about Josh Bell getting, thrown in that trade, he's a good player, so, you know, that was big, and then, and then you'll probably go with uh, Drury as well, you know, training for Brandon Drury, so, Padres top like five, five uh, guys match up with, anybody in baseball you know the dodgers top five it is is obviously really good too you think of you know you got mookie trey freeman uh will smith and and uh and i mean right now i guess the the person that was slot there when healthy is justin turner who was who was uh really turning the season around he was he was uh, on fire before you got hurt but they're you know that's just as good uh, the Dodgers I feel like their back end is stronger, um uh, than the, the Padres. Uh, but the Padres they get a lot better. That's it's a lot it's a lot better. Um So it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be I mean, it's not gonna be any difference when it comes to what's gonna happen down the stretch here. The Dodgers are gonna win the division, no problem. They're way too far ahead. Uh even if they they kinda start to slack off the rest of the season there there's they're up 12 games. There's no way a team as good as the Dodgers are going to blow a 12 game lead. So that's out of the question. But uh, the Padres, if they can catch the the Braves for that first wildcard spot, that's that's the goal. I think that's that's what they have to aim towards. Man, there's a there's definitely a possibility for that. You know, the Braves have a good team. Um, you know, they just locked up Austin Riley for 10 years, but. They the Padres can catch them. Um, I think the Padres on paper are a better team than the Braves. So if they if they can catch them and play those games at home um, and that environment and that crowd that's all hyped up because of you know Soto and Tatis and and then, you know that that crowd in San Diego those fans in San Diego are dying to to host a playoff series right you know the when's the last time the Padres hosted a playoff game uh, in Petco. In 2020, of course they they have they kind of play in their own stadium. For, I don't think the I know the, the Petco Park was one of the the bubble stadiums, uh, but I don't think the Padres had a playoff game there. Um, so I'm I'm not sure, but um, if they did, it, it, I'm pretty sure they had a play in Texas, Oh, well, they had a play in uh, I don't think they played in their home stadium. I'm, don't quote me on that, but. It's probably been a a long time since the Padres actually hosted a a true playoff game in their stadium, right? Um, So, you know, that crowd would be hyped up uh, because that's a big deal because the wild card, the way the wild card is structured now, whoever is uh, the first seed gets all three games in their home park. And that's a big deal. So I think the Padres about four games back of the Braves. um, So there's definitely a chance uh, to catch them. Um, but over, you know, all, all, our, all around the, you know, the trade deadline, other than the Han Soto move, um, there wasn't a whole lot going on. I want to say, I mean, there was, uh, the Castillo, Luis Castillo got traded in like what a day or two before the deadline. Uh, he went for a lot the Mariners give up a lot for Castillo, but I get it. You know, the Mariners haven't, haven't played in, haven't made the playoffs since I think 2001 or something. Uh, since Ichiro was there. So they I think they had the longest playoff drought in baseball, so I get it from the Mariners perspective to give up all the prospects they did for Castillo. Then they desperately need a, to to make the playoffs. It's it's been a long time for them. Um, so I get it. Um and then uh Montas got traded to the Yankees. Totally get understand that the Yankees obviously have a chance to win a World Series. Uh you know, they so they they're gonna make all the moves to get better. They traded uh uh Joey Gallo to the Dodgers, so we'll see how that works for for Gallo. Um hopefully you know the Dodgers are able to get something out of him. He's he's talented. He's a very talented player. You know, he's a 40 home run guy in the past. So there's there's a potential there if they can you know fix him a little bit he just needed a fresh start. So the, the good thing is it's obviously a low risk for the Dodgers. He's the Dodgers didn't give up they give up one guy for him, their fifteenth ranked prospect. Um, so it's it's not a not a huge gamble uh, So but hopefully if they get anything out of him, if he just becomes anything close to what he used to be, that's gonna be a, a big a big uh boost for the Dodgers. Um uh, but other than that, then the Dodgers didn't make much moves. You know, it was Joey Gallo. It was just Chris Martin before the deadline, um, um, and that was it really. Uh, they, I know they they made a couple other little moves, like trading Mitch White for a couple of prospects, uh, just to free up some forty man spots on the on the roster. So uh, that looked like that was uh, that was the Dodgers' main goal to free up some some spots uh, on the roster uh, because they got. They got a gang of people coming back from from injury list. Hopefully, uh, so they really didn't have to make a trade. You know, they have the best record in baseball, and they still have like, like six guys that are like really good players coming back. Uh, you know, uh, you look at uh, Dustin May who's who's getting close, who's uh, about two rehab starts away from coming back, and uh, Chris Taylor is supposed to come back soon. And then you've got a uh, Walker Buehler. Uh, down the road and uh play training hopefully soon so you have enough pieces coming back that you didn't have to make a trade and you didn't have to be desperate to make a trade so uh you know as long as as long as like half these guys come back then then that's that's those were the moves you needed those were like the it's like making the trade it's like you're getting these these uh guys uh for for nothing, right? You didn't have to trade for him. they just guys on your team that that are supposed to come back here and make an impact. So, you know, the Dodgers or Dodgers are fine. They're, you know, Kershaw did leave today again with a back his back started flaring up again. Um so we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully it's not not the same injury. Well, at least it's a minor fraction of that. You know, it is a bit Kershaw and his back problems, you know, it is what it is. At this point of his career, you gotta expect that, you know, he's gonna go down like once or twice a year with his back, right? So, uh, just hopefully he doesn't knock him out for the the rest of the season. He's able to come back, uh come playoff time healthy. Um But the Dodgers are they're in good shape. They're they they're they're just they're killing it. As far as like the, the record is 70 was it? I think they're 71 and 33 now or 72 and 33 so they have a chance to win like 110 plus games um which is incredible uh I do think this this team is probably the most well-balanced team they've had um in a while uh you know they've they've won 100 plus games three of the last like four full seasons I want to say 2017 2019 and 2021 uh, but I think out of those all those 101 teams, I feel like this one is the most complete from top to bottom. That 2017 team, of course, that sh- that team was great. That team should have won a World Series if it wasn't for a cheating Astros team. Uh, that team was really, really well put together from top to bottom. There was hardly any holes. If I re- from what I remember, that team was, was so consistent. The chemistry was there. Um, uh, they're, they're on point all season long. Um, the 2019 team won more games, 106 games. The uh, 2017 team won 104, uh, but the 2019 team I don't feel like had the same type of chemistry that 2017 had. And then last year, the 2021 team uh, they won 106 games, but they also had they had some holes for a team. <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to imagine the team that won 106 games having holes, but that team did uh, when it came to um, pitching starting pitching at the end, you know, they didn't have enough starting pitching at the end. There uh, come come to play the Scherzer, end up having the dead arm, and then uh, I felt like Bueller and Urias kind of ran out of gas. Uh, but you now that team was chasing the Giants all year, so they were they were battling to the end. And uh, this this year's Dodgers are comfortably in first place, so they're going to be a lot healthier and more rested than last year's team. And hopefully that makes all the difference. Also, that team last year didn't have Freddie Freeman um, on it. So that's a big thing. And you feel like they're just more healthier last year. Like Mookie Betts was playing hurt a lot last year. He's better this year. Um, You know, Bellinger, I mean, even though Bellinger still has his struggles, of course, but he's at least a little better this year than last year. Lux is a lot better this year than last year. Um, You know, Will Smith is. Is you know still consistent. So obviously Muncie is not the same as he was last year. But Muncie, also they didn't have him come playoff time because he got hurt. Um, so I feel like this team is deeper, especially the bench. Last year's Dodgers didn't have a good bench at all. You know they had to rely on guys like Sheldon Noisy and Luke Rayleigh, and and now they have guys like um, Trace Thompson, and hopefully Miguel Vargas makes a big impact. Um, and you know they got. Joey Gallo, who, even though he's struggling a lot this year, I still have a lot more confidence in like a Joey Gallo compared to like a Luke Rayleigh coming off the bench uh, for for uh, this year's Dodgers. Uh, so, there's still some questions, or you know, Craig Kimbrel and, and closing games still, some makes you nervous. But you know, we had Kenley Jansen the last couple of years making us nervous, so it is what it is in that regard. But um i'm i'm excited you know it, the dodgers play the padres it's gonna be an exciting exciting series um i think tatis is supposed to come back for this series and with hon soto in there that's gonna be fun so we'll see how that goes um not gonna can't put too much stock into it with the lead the dodgers have in the division uh, but things are in good shape and and i look forward to the rest of the season and and come come playoff time we should be ready um uh, So, you know, that's, that's it for this episode. Um, hope you enjoyed it. My first one back. Sorry if I'm a little rusty, but I'm going to get back into the swing of things, get back, back into the grind and you'll hear some, some more podcasts. Um, I'm trying to start doing this on a weekly basis. Hopefully maybe more from there, but that's my goal right now. Um, a weekly, weekly podcast. Um, I am going to not just talk about sports. I'm gonna am gonna talk about uh, TV and movies. Uh, I do want to talk about Better Call Saul eventually here. Uh, probably when the finale uh, happens in two weeks. Yeah, any Better Call Saul fans? I'll, that'll probably be the first TV show I talk about. Um, and and yeah, I'm excited. Uh, uh, look forward to doing more of these, doing more podcasts, being more consistent, getting back into this. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, catch you guys on the next one peace